0: Welcome to Pod from a Fog, a theme park and haunt podcast. I'm Keith and this is Luke.
1: Bonsoir, mon cher.
0: And today we're talking about Halloween Horror Nights 30. But first, as always, we have updates around the parks. I'm going to go and give it over to Luke because Busch Gardens had a pretty big week.
1: Yeah, Busch Gardens, you know, it hasn't been a huge week. We're not getting any massive updates or anything. But it's been a big week for house cleaning, which, uh, <laughs> or housekeeping, I suppose. And that's... Kind of what SeaWorld parks as a whole have been needing. So this is promising. First and foremost, if you have been to Busch Gardens recently, and by recently I mean any time since 2020, um, you'll notice that Jungala, their jungle, tropical, Asian-themed section, has been in a bit of disarray. Basically the only things in operation right now are the Chick-fil-A, and the tiger and orangutan exhibits by the bridge. The big Jungala play area itself has been shut down since 2020, but what was operating for a while was Wild Surge, the, I suppose, kitty drop tower of Busch Gardens, and also one of the only things operating during the thunderstorm because it was surrounded by lava rock. Uh, However, a time ago, a, a decent bit of time ago that I regret to say I don't know exactly when, wild surge ceased operation um it's kind of touch and go we assumed that maintenance would be done and it would come back but that doesn't seem to be so wild surge has been removed from the map of bush gardens tampa bay and if i recall correctly it's also been removed from the temporarily closed attractions marquee
0: i think it has too um
1: yeah i I recall seeing that on twitter um that may have been bush gardens updates but either way, uh, it's it's sad to see this go. I, I'm, I'm not a huge drop tower guy. I have a terrifying fear of heights and falling. But Bush Gardens has gone from two drop towers to zero in the course of maybe two months, because Falcon's Fury is also uh, I hesitate to say down for the count, but it's looking a bit odd on that situation. Uh, so rest in peace, Wild Surge, but While we have to say goodbye to that drop tower, we can do a 180 here, because we have to say hello to an old friend. Uh, And Keith knows this. This is legitimately the most excited I've been for a theme park thing in probably months, which is going to sound like the nerdiest thing ever. But in Busch Gardens Tampa, all signs literally are pointing towards the return of the Skyride. Uh, The Skyride, which station is right across that from Cheetah Hunt, is a bit more visible now. You can see new paint jobs on the Skyride uh, buckets, the seats. Uh, The previous Sky Blue is now getting sort of alternated with green. There's signage up uh, explaining the Skyride. And I think that means we're getting the Skyride back, which was... Hands down, my favorite part yeah. of Busch Gardens as a kid, and I think genuinely my favorite part still, if they bring it back. Uh, so I am extremely excited for this. Did you ever get to go on that, Keith?
0: I did. Um, I threw pennies at other people while on it once, so...
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> and oh my by God. throw,
0: I mean I chucked them, and it hurt, because oh. me and my friend did it to each other on opposite Skyride buckets. Um, I It but hey i had fun for that one time i but oh, honestly yeah. like i don't really remember it that well um uh, minus that and like i can tell you adamantly where i throw them you can you can see the area on this sky ride where we threw them from cheetah hunt so like it's pretty funny to me that, like every time we're at cheetah hunt i'm like uh warm fuzzy memories of throwing pennies at people
1: you are the reason why this ride closed
0: <laughs> hey no i didn't throw it at any of the track it was at other people yeah, yeah. like kids
1: who deserve it
0: exactly they fucking try to ruin my rides they try to scream uh, on my fucking coasters and try to like fall out of falcon's fury i literally had a kid almost try to slide he tried to slide out of the his restraints on falcon's fury
1: uh, as we're going up what is it with bush gardens in this anytime we see someone doing something stupid on a ride it's a sea world park it's tampa yeah it's tampa it's always bush. Garden. What is it? So there was a picture going around of someone's phone flying off them at a cheat on.
0: Yeah, and um, whoever I don't remember who posted that, but whoever did, they had to fucking remove it because I guess people got unruly because they posted that. And I'm like, but hey, they kind of deserve it. Yeah. Like, um, but I have a question about Wild Surge. Did you ever ride Wild Surge?
1: No i i don't like falling
0: (laughs) dude it was like the quickest ride of your life it's like 20 seconds and you're over and i I can't get on a step
1: stool without having a panic attack you know you got
0: speed it's weird
1: yeah um but uh yeah while i i it's weird like jungala that that whole thing is just useless now they've got this sitting there you can't even walk in you know
0: nope uh, you can't even sit down at the eating area around the orangutans either. Um, no. that's all blocked off, which is it's basically and, like you can
1: only see them from the bridge.
0: Yeah, uh, or that like observatory area, um, is right there. You can go to, um, the Serengeti flyer has a new lighting package. Um, when it opened, it we was were just,
1: just... about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, when when it opened, it was just um white like spotlights shining at the b- base upwards. Now they've colored the spotlights. It looks like, or added a complete new lighting package where it's purple and green lights shining on it. Um, I think it looks way better. It's um,
1: really good. I I think one of the the um the few downsides of Bush or its pitfalls, I suppose, is that as much as I love Bush Gardens at night it just does not look as pretty as SeaWorld does at night. SeaWorld goes all in with lighting. Busch Gardens, like, the the big stuff has lighting, but the rest of it kind of just feels like it's there, you know? Like, maybe you'll get a nice little low red light,
0: but... Yeah, I think the best lighting package at Busch Gardens is Iron Gwazi. Iron Glossy yeah. is gorgeous at night, and I think it's only the front half of the ride. I think the back half is very uh uncolored still, and it's... But that's fine to me like i want to be in that pitch like after that drop um another big thing that i i saw we saw a little bit of um there was human testers um yes. riding the yes. falcon's fury um that's a good sign hopefully that ride comes back so then we get yeah. one drop tower
1: i know that one was like a little touch and go for a while like there was i saw i saw, I saw some rumors there people were saying like falcon is gone you know
0: yeah i mean i think it, the company that made it, I think they said that that ride is, like, really advanced, and if it can't get off the ground, like, type thing, like, if they cannot get it safely working, they they literally have said that they would have to scrap it, which, to me, would just add a lot more space, maybe give us a coaster. Dark ride? ride. I mean, dark ride in the middle of the lane doesn't work that well, but... Just expand
1: the lane, the lane. You've already talked about how you want that whole thing gone.
0: I I do. (laughs) Knock it all down.
1: Yeah.
0: Name it Timbuk 2 with the number two.
1: Timbuk 2, welcome, Timbuk 2, Electric Boogaloo.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, um. Uh.
1: Yeah. Just a lot of. We've got. It's a lot of. Uh. Housekeeping for Bush. Quality of life. Nice see, quality of life, which Bush kind of needed a little bit of, refresher. Like it's always been good. Well, good maintenance around the park. You never really see anywhere completely filthy, but it's good to see like on the ride and things kind of being taken care of. You know.
0: Yeah, hopefully we get to see, like, a lot of good yeah. updates coming like from even, Bush. Especially Bush. Especially like, SeaWorld seems to get a lot lately, and Bush has got nothing.
1: Yeah, it's, Especially because, uh... Um, I've heard, like, intermittently, they've had the water back on at Cheetah Hunt, for example. Yeah. So it's nice to see that they're bringing things back. They're doing things at Bush. Honestly, guys, uh, yeah, that is uh, Skyride the best part of the especially. ride. especially. I'm just... Skyride is my beloved. I, th- I, I will... Uh, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you've listened to last week's episode, you know that I think, uh, the sky ride is the best way to view the Serengeti at Bush. And I still think it is. It's, it will be, it's nice to see that get some love. Uh, shout out to, I believe it was Coaster Creature on Twitter who shared that image. I don't know if they're the ones who originally took it, but that's where I, I think saw they it. were. Then thank you very much for that. Cause that's. It's made my month, and I'm not even kidding. Um, But yeah, as as nice as Bush is, um, and those lovely housekeeping updates, because, again, so nice to see that from Bush. Uh, We're actually getting some new stuff from Universal, if you want to take that away, Keith.
0: Yeah, so Universal has... Really not a lot been going on. and so in a lot of like the quality of life. Like the sign for VillainCon is fully complete now. It actually is 100% complete. Where I thought like last week it was. It actually wasn't. They they finished it up about Monday. And unveiled it like late into Tuesday. They unveiled the sign fully on VillainCon minion blast. And then we also got the painting of Transformers is now completely blue on one side. But yes. the big thing that's really come out is universal's trademarked freeze ray pops um a rumored name of the ice cream stand may be attached to minions cafe in the old of the old shrek me and greet location um i've heard this for a hot minute that we're gonna be getting ice cream um it's the same stand that's over in japan supposedly and they have really good stuff and they had a slushy from japan here um i think it was when ryza grew or minions 3 one of the later like minions movies that came out and it was a really good slushy I, I like they added juices and stuff like flavorings to it and made it really good um what do you feel about this I, I mean i'm pretty excited just by like more sweets in the park
1: i don't don't get me wrong i love especially frozen sweets because it gets pardon my french fucking hot in orlando Disturbingly, uh, especially in theme parks so, you know, any frozen pop is delicious. That's why SeaWorld, my favorite things to go and get the uh, uh, Dippin' Dots, especially when they used to have uh, the special flavors or, like, the frozen cocktails at Bush or SeaWorld, you know? But, man! <laughs> I do not like the Minions!
0: Yeah, I don't like the IP itself, <laughs> and I've said this many times. I think yeah, my biggest I... thing is... The front of that park, let it attract the kids. And then the back of the park, like let's say New York onwards, is pretty much not aimed for kids. And at yeah. the real slightest, maybe Simpsons. But even then, that has a height requirement Simpsons, of like I don't pretty high. I don't
1: Simpsons is a kid's show. You know, it's... I mean, I mean... I feel like most of the people nowadays who would go to a theme park grew up on Simpsons. But... Also, I don't think that ride is for kids. I don't think that ride's for adults. That ride just sucks. <laughs>
0: that ride is rough, <laughs> and like, I kind of want to go on that ride and get like the Google box where you for VR put that over my face and watch the Back to the Future ride because it's the same movements. Yeah. So I could win, win.
1: <sighs> it's just. Don't get me wrong, I'd go on it, but it's. <sighs> Either way, I think I feel like Islands of Adventure is definitely the more kids geared park um though it is my preferred park so i understand why they have minions at universal but
0: i I think as of right now as we stand of like march 30th 2023 yes it is the kids park because there's no kids area inside of studios because kids zone got knocked down to the ground minus the coaster um which is very interesting um i guess the rumors that have been coming around that Troller coaster is gonna be coming a thing. Is really coming like to that fruition. It's fucking
1: nuts. I, I, I <laughs> the so greatest good. name.
0: It's the greatest name. <laughs> that like is the
1: best possible name you could pick. It's insane.
0: And I've heard that the ride vehicle is that like big caterpillar bus guy dude. And I'm like,
1: yeah, I don't fuck. know anything about trolls, but I know that uh, I've watched the them. It's like racist against metalheads. But that I've name watched is them insane. and I don't remember it. Yeah.
0: I'm excited though. For whatever kid zone becomes, um, yeah, uh, yeah. DreamWork Way.
1: I, I'm cool with just a more modern kid zone because I don't think any modern kid cares about Woody Woodpecker in the slightest.
0: I mean, did you even know who Fivel was?
1: Um, I actually did.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> surprising. Most people I know when I ask that, they're like, who? What? Yeah,
1: I did. I. Nowadays, it's absolutely nothing that matters to me. I do not care, you know, but I actually knew who that was.
0: Did you back know back, back, way back in the day, like, I think pre-Me and Universal, they had a, uh, 50 like, show where Beetlejuice was. And it was like a dance show for five old characters, and it was all like big fur suit old characters. And oh,
1: don't describe it as a fur suit. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's what they are. They're called
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It's not the furry suits.
1: Those they're still fur suits.
0: Going on from fur suits, we're gonna to go to talk about <laughs> trademarks at Epic Universe because yeah, it's been a hot tough. minute. It's been a hot minute since we talked about Epic Universe. Um,
1: there hasn't I can always talk about Epic Universe, it's so it's gonna be so <laughs> dope, dude
0: the probably the best theme park ever made if universal keeps up with whatever they did in beijing with like a lightning crack in a bottle yeah they i don't care how great the rides are i'm not there for the rides i'm there to sit down inside a little monster town and sip some alcohol and take some pictures I'm i'm
1: there to get drunk in the monster town and then go on the rides
0: yeah um but speaking of monsters we have the official trademarked name supposedly for the land itself called the dark universe this has been the name of this land like pre going over into yeah. like probably before it was even going to be over in epic before it's supposed to be before nintendo was supposed to be in, uh kid zone it was truthfully going to be dark universe i feel like and it was before they named like the dark universe like movie series and put out that picture of like all of them i here's the thing is i really wish it didn't because i, I want more monster movies i mean yeah just give me a good monster movie uh again give me a, a Gilman movie and i'll be happy um
1: like there people like the uh the 90s mummies for a reason you know it's fun
0: uh, Brennan Frazier's hot, that's why.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, I, I, I don't know a single person who is attracted to men who doesn't think that Brendan Fraser is hot yeah, back in the day. Every every straight woman, bi woman, gay man, bi man, they all love Brendan Fraser. But those movies are just fun, you know?
0: The, but those movies were also coded for, like, even Evie is just a gorgeous-ass woman. Yeah. It, Emotep and Back and in the Akuma. day, they
1: just made movies with... Hot people, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Kira Knightley. Oh my god,
0: yeah. I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean's got a a scary tentacle man with beard that's octopus.
1: Listen, I know people who would, okay.
0: Um, I (laughs) mean, (laughs) yeah, along with I'm not saying they're
1: normal, but they would.
0: Along with the trademark of the Dark Universe, we also got the Curse of the Werewolf, presumably the name of the mock spinner. I, I like this.
1: I, I thought we'd known that one for a while.
0: We haven't. We just knew it was probably going to be werewolf themed. Okay. Um, but I, I like the name.
1: I, I do. Like the it's name. the best name for it, I think. It, and I, I think we of, know that it sends them backwards now, don't we?
0: We don't, but it's definitely like... It, we haven't seen any testing of vehicles. Was, I
1: think it was Bio Reconstruct had said that on his Twitter.
0: Uh, Bio said that there's a launch it was amusement insider made a pov like mock up and okay. usually he's pretty right or they are amusement insider but it truthfully was like a full on like slingshot yeah launch which i think is going to be really interesting for that land and i think um, that
1: ride particularly needs to go backwards cuz it does not look particularly long it looks pretty short
0: even with the slingshot, I think it's like a minute and 45 seconds, which is really so I, short. I'm
1: absolutely convinced it's going to go backwards. If they don't, I, I, I am saying this on record. If that ride does not have a backwards launch, I will deep fry and eat one of my many hats. <laughs> I, will, I have one hat from Universal. I have a Jurassic Park hat. Uh, I will deep fry and eat that.
0: Okay. I <laughs> would you do that.
1: Please but, make this go backwards. I do not want to eat a hat.
0: For me, the name says a lot more than just, hey, it's about the wolfman and yeah. it's about werewolves and it's about a curse. It For me, it tells us the land is probably set into a world where they believe this curse is real and that if you go to the house on the corner down there, you're the going to get bit man. by a werewolf man. And you're going to become a werewolf. And I think that's a really good... I know people who be into that. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that's a really good, like... From a name standpoint, it sets up a story to me. And that's good enough. And the next one for monsters is the Oak and Star Tavern. I have heard that it's going to be the bar. And I've heard that it's going to be the quick start. Quick service restaurant. I cannot tell you which one it's going to be. I honestly would prefer it to be the quick service restaurant since the bar is set inside the Frankenstein windmill.
1: I just want a bar.
0: Oh, I can tell you there is a bar. It has like ninety-four seats. It's really, really tiny, Oof. really tiny. Um,
1: that's concerning for how much of a volume they're expecting.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ride the. Like
1: maybe I'll get a bar a drink somewhere else, not in this land.
0: Oh no no no! You want to get your stuff here because I feel like we're gonna get custom beers or something yeah. along the line. I I just I feel man, I feel we're gonna get something really custom for this land. Like
1: I feel like this is gonna have the best cocktails. I'm sorry. Uh, oh,
0: I I I think Nintendo if they if no Ninten- it,
1: I don't know if they're gonna if Nintendo's gonna let them serve alcohol there.
0: That's true. They're not serving alcohol over in... Maybe dragons? Dragons could have, like, mead. Dragons
1: would be cool. I, I, I would expect mead there. But I feel like cocktail-wise, you know, uh, Monsters is going to take the uh, the cake there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Imagine Probably a cocktail. The hub.
1: Listen, Black Lagoon cocktail. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and I've heard some more rumblings about the creature of the Black Lagoon, right? That could be coming. I, I don't really know truthfully much uh i want to know what ride system they're going to be using because the patent for it originally was a ride system that's like a scissor lift besides as a boat and i don't understand this like it doesn't make sense in my brain how this works but it does i guess and that's interesting i i'm very interested for whatever that expansion will be but let's keep talking about what's current at Epic Universe, and that is the dragon how to train your dragons land Hell has yeah. officially gotten a name being How to Turn Your Dragons the Isle of Burke.
1: Kind of given. I don't know what else to expect there, you know. I honestly
0: expected them to drop the How to Train Your Dragons. It is called the yeah. Isle of Book, Burke. Um, but this is a fine name. It's, I think it, it, it tells fits. you exactly. And this was not traded by Universal uh, exclusively. It was trade by, trademarked by DreamWorks, so we kind of know it's almost like, yeah, this is it. But we pretty much have every major attraction named. We have the stage show, which is yeah. going to be called uh, the Untrainable Dragon. Where the, they stage, got that from. the stage show over in Beijing is called Untrainable. Therefore, I did this through dragon at the end of it. Cool hiccups wing gliders i think it's most likely going to be called the flat the skyfly flat ride but i've also heard that could be the coaster's name i don't think it is though i think that's the flat ride it it really feels like wing gliders and most of the skyflies are wing gliders um they opened one in uh, america finally it's in a mall uh and i'm excited i i want to kind of seen
1: one video of it where everyone on there was looking like going normally and there's one kid just (laughs) Spinning, yeah, yeah, and good for him.
0: I there's a record set in Fantasia Land for a guy to do 120 times in one like turnover rate of the ride,
1: Jesus.
0: And I'm like, I'll beat that, I'm gonna go 121.
1: (laughs) Oh, my good luck with that.
0: There is a water ride that has been rumored that the water shooter is gonna be called Fire Drill. With a <laughs> R E. I I I, like I don't it.
1: know if that's a reference to anything in How to Train Your Dragon. I haven't seen it enough recently. I haven't read. I don't think it day.
0: is. I I watched the movie not that long, like the first one, not that long ago. I think and
1: watch it; they're genuinely great movies. Oh,
0: they they're fantastic, but I really don't know <laughs> what it could be. Um,
1: I assume it's just a quirky way to spell fire. I don't yeah. know what else it could be. <laughs>
0: There is a lot of theming going around this area right now in co- construction, uh, rock work. They're starting to build the boats that's supposed to be take up the lagoon, and like, there's that a sheep. Dude, it's going to look gorgeous. The next ride is going to be called uh, Dragon Racer's Rally. This is going to be probably the Intamin Dark Ride, uh, our Intamin Coaster.
1: I think that's it, yeah.
0: It feels super spot on i'm really excited about it um that has almost completed complete circuit i think that is i think when i, I think last so, saw yeah. it was like one track piece off of complete circuit which is big big
1: and that's that's gonna listen it's intimate we know that coaster is gonna be good
0: it's gonna be low to the ground fast fun like hagrid's i think hagrid's, it's, gonna go, most I think of it's Hunt. yeah i think it's going a little slower than hagrid's but that's fine I, I if you're low to the ground you're going under the lagoon i i'm here um next up is the hub area the hub area has two those being starfall racers and the constellation carousel along with some of the restaurants but the, these they trademarked a lot of names and put them underneath restaurants so i can't really tie them to hub restaurants yeah. exactly the one i can is moon pies that is going to be the pizza place probably
1: yeah cuz everything else in the hub is celestial themed i yeah, assume exactly going to be... it fits too well moon pie come on
0: yeah in uh, uh atlanta Al- atlantia i i think it's going to be the water restaurant but because it's elemental themed
1: makes sense
0: but i don't know in zephyr market it sounds like a restaurant place Zephyr's that's what it was just air. Is that for Mark? Yeah, exactly. And Alicia Stella says that's going to be the, like, um, food court restaurant. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't really know more, much. Um, but Starfall Racers I really like, and Constellation Carousel kind of spells it out.
1: Yeah, Starfall Racers is, I don't know why, I just, I don't know what it is about that name, but something about it hits. I really it, like that name.
0: It's short and succinct, and it's not a half a paragraph long, like, Hagrid's Magical Creatures yeah. Motorbike so Adventure. Not-
1: it's not tied into any IP, so it doesn't need to be long. It's, exactly. It's just, it, it's its own thing, which I really like, you
0: But know? even, like, most of, like, Firegel, that's two words, um, Dragon races Rally, it, it just says what you're writing. It doesn't, yeah. it's not like I'm sitting here looking at a paragraph. And I like that.
1: With, like, six different trademarks. Hagrid's trademark. Fantastic <laughs> Creatures trademark adventure trademark it's starfall racers trademark
0: yep super easy um to this hub area is coming along day by day and the more i started seeing like rock work being put in i'm like why do we have rock work at the front of the park i honestly it looks like they're gonna have waterfalls because there's water piping in oh, front I of it so. oh, and it looks like you're gonna dope. walk up like through the big archway scan in and you walk <laughs> up and it is just gonna be The big, like, glass building that's, like, the water restaurant. And waterfalls cascading down into the area you're in. And supposedly this area is called the Celestial Gardens. Fucking excellent. I love that name.
1: That is really good. Uh, Fun fact, dear listener, this is not an Epic Universe episode. We just like talking about Epic Universe. No,
0: it is not. Uh, It is a (laughs) Halloween Horror Nights episode. Not 32, but 30 um, but before we get there, I did want to just mention the last little bit of the names. We have trademarked the Universal Helios Grand Hotel. I have a bone to pick with this name because I okay. think Helios and Grand need to be swapped. I think Grand Helios sounds way better than Helios Grand. Yeah. I don't know why Helios Grand is the actual name, but the other two, as we've been calling them for since the podcast has began. The Stella Nova and the Terra Luna hotels are the other two trademarks. So, the two... Terra Luna is a weird name. Land, Moon. I mean, Stella Nova, Star... Star, New. Star, Star. Because Nova, yeah.
1: Nova's new in Latin.
0: Okay. But yeah, it's like... I don't know, but uh, I when Alicia Stella tweeted out today, hey, these are the trademarks for the hotels. I said, if you don't stay at the Stellanova Hotel on opening week slash weekend, I promise you I will get everybody to riot. And she says as soon as they uh, they go up, they are going to be booking. So, I mean, that's probably where I'm going to be staying as well. Or Terra Luna, I'm going to shoot for Stella Nova purely because it's closer by like... 30 feet. I don't want to cross a boulevard. I like that. I If I have the money for Helios Grand at the time, which I probably won't, yeah. because I'm in my 20s. I, welcome to Florida!
1: <laughs> Not the hey, best place for a 20-year-old to make money.
0: No, but hey, I can stay at that Stella Nova. Yeah. Because it's going to be the same price range as Duckside and Surfside, which are perfect. I, I love those hotels. Um... But before we get on to the main topic, I do want to say I will be actually out in the parks coming up the week this comes out. will be the next Monday and Tuesday, so the uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th, of uh, and I'll be in Orlando. I'll be all around, kind of. I'm not really sure what we have planned, but we're kind of just taking a couple days and hanging out around Orlando. So if you happen to see me, please stop, say hi. If you listen, tell me what you like about us. Um, Before that... Don't uh, after... how
1: much you hate me.
0: Ah, man, you're like the fun part. <laughs> I'm just the guy that spouts out all the fucking info. <laughs> Onto our main topic, which is Halloween Horror Nights 30 slash 2020 slash 2021 however you want to call it, because 30 to me wasn't just one year. And so when I sat down to make this episode, I really wanted to cover the late season along with the main event of 30. But before that, I kind of want to talk about our history with Halloween Horror Nights.
1: Yeah, which you have a much more extensive one than I do.
0: I, I very much do. But when did you like find out about Halloween Horror Nights slash get interested into it?
1: Well, Halloween Horror Nights was always one of those things that uh, living in Tampa... You really cannot avoid... Because, you know, Halloween Horror Nights is in Orlando. But you cannot avoid seeing the signs on I-4. for Or, or on 580. Which are roads, by the way. Um, for things like Halloween Horror Nights and Hello Scream at Busch Gardens. Um, Hello Scream was the first one I went to at Busch Gardens. I went with my friends in 2019. And uh, I'm, I'm not a horror guy. I don't scare easy. Uh, I mean... I get startled easy, but I don't scare easy, you know, so I, I tend to avoid a lot of it. But I went to Hell of Scream in 2019 with my friends uh, just to have fun. I had a Bush Gardens pass, so I was like, why not, you know? It's a good excuse to just mess around with the friends. And so what I did, I messed around with my friends all day. You know, this is fun. This is fun. And I didn't, I didn't really think about it much until uh, 2020, or 2021, I suppose. The. Halloween or the Halloween Horror Nights 30. On September 17th, uh, I had gone to Discovery Cove with my mother for her birthday because she had a lifelong dream. She wanted to swim with dolphins. So we went, she did the dolphin swim. And I, uh, as any uh, regular listener would know, fell in love with Discovery Cove on immediately. It's one of my favorite places on the planet. But one of my friends said, Hey, uh, while you're in town, do you want to go to Halloween Horror Nights? I'm bringing you know, a small group with one of our other friends. Uh, someone I'd known for forever. Um, I said, sure, why not? Bought a ticket. Because I, <laughs> I... I feel like this is... This makes me seem like a wuss, but I will basically do anything if my friends are doing it. Not to say, like, oh, my friends are off in the corner snorting cocaine, I'm going to join them. But... You know, my friends are like, hey, do you want to do something? Do you want to go to wherever? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go. I, I could do something. So they want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. If they had wanted to go bowling, I would have gone bowling. But they had decided we want to go to Halloween Horror Nights because my friend who was going is... Uh, I don't know if she's <laughs> as big of a fan as you are, but she does the thing where she goes every weekend because she lives in Orlando, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, the, the year of 30, uh, she had gone dressed as... I can't remember her name because I'm terrible. The girl from Beetlejuice and her friend had Lydia? Gone from Beetlejuice. Lydia, Lydia. She went as Lydia. Her friend went as Beetlejuice. Thankfully, they didn't dress up with me and our, our other mutual friend went because we're casuals. But that's like the extent of it. I did love it. Um I wanted to go again the next year. However, I'm also broke. <laughs> so I don't tend to go to things as much as I would like to.
0: We'll definitely but, get shot this year because I think this year is going to be a fun year. It's going to be interesting. So. Um, yeah. it, it, man, oh man, it's going to be interesting. But not. Also, we're not I'm talking about like this the year. First
1: year I can go to things and drink. I mean, not that I'm like twenty-one. I've been twenty-one for almost three years now. But you know, Halloween. Yeah. When I went to Scream, couldn't drink. I was twenty. And when I went in twenty twenty-one, I was broke. So.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: it's broker than I am now
0: so when it comes to horror nights i've been interested since i was really young i mean i just really like horror horror is like my favorite genre of movies uh because how vast and different and interesting they are but horror nights i went to for the first time in 2003 i was six and i fell in love with the character named the director literally behind me is a painting of him uh, that you could buy during Horror Nights 30 at the Tribute Store and then I basically have not missed a year since I think it's my favorite event. Um, I cannot tell you enough how much I adore it and It kind of shaped me as a person. I kind of grew with it and it kind of helped set up a mood of Oh, I can look forward to something every year And it's not ever going to be the same And that just really it's refreshing Um, It's like I'm walking into a movie or a really well-themed ride, and I get to live it. And there's actors, which I always like when there's actors in something rather than animatronics. I like the human element. And it can become really playful, especially, like, me and 30. I have a lot of stories that are just fun because actors notice me. And there's a story from 31 I... I, it was a fever dream almost. Uh, we are walking through our final walkthrough of uh, Legends Collide on closing night. And I've been through this house like, I don't know, 30-ish times this la- last year. And I'm walking through on final night. And a good friend of the show, Dakota Cathode Coaster, is in front of me. And he points ahead of, like behind him, points to a boo hole. And this uh, mummy comes out wearing Cat in the Hat hat and rustles my hair and then just goes back in his bull hole and i'm like what what, what just happened and then my girlfriend is behind me and she's just like what just happened i'm like i don't know and it's just like stuff like that and that was the final set he got to just goof off i bet you he got in trouble but who cares like it's final set like go off and yeah. go the bang um and i thankfully i had some really great runs in horror nights 30 especially i I've actually made a really good friend of mine from going through a house so much that because it was the start of my night after like week two I started my night every single night I went to horror nights I started back there Um, and it, it became a very special house to me purely because of a couple of actors that really made it special and that little bit like a fact that yeah the house wasn't fantastic but I hold it in higher regard because of the actors and one connection. scene, yeah, exactly, and it feels so unique. And so, I, I wish, I started the year before. I wish I started in two thousand two with the caretaker because I feel like he's a much cooler icon than the director. But the director will always have my heart. I think he is a, a very interesting character that I hope that they develop on more one day because. He's got interesting background, which we'll be covering. I think each icon individually at one point or another, because it's something I like to dive into. Because it's lore of a horror of of a theme park event, and that's just cool that a theme park event has so much rich horror, uh, lore that they yeah. can pull upon a year after year after year. And that you went on sucker
1: for lore, man.
0: And you went on a year that is very lore heavy. Yes. Like you I didn't, didn't
1: understand anything.
0: But you the funny thing for that is you had a great time.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't need to know the lore. I, I barely knew there was lore. I just uh, went in. I thought, oh, this stuff looks awesome. And I had a fucking blast. Uh, yeah, and
0: so you ha- saw some of I also the... had guides,
1: to be fair.
0: Yeah, and I think one of my favorite things um, is some of the special effects that they've done. Um, one of my favorite special effects was in 2019, they had a uh, Terror of the yukon uh yeti Terror of the yukon house and it was a bunch of yetis attacking these guys up in the yukon like cabin like huntermen, right and there was a guy sitting in a chair and this yeti come up behind him and he punches a hole through him and there's a glove or something inside this like mannequin and there's a like an arm reaching out at you and i never expected that in my life it was wonderful i love that scare it, it, to the moon every time i think about it
1: that's
0: but coming off of 29 uh being what most people consider since post 2015 the best year it was such an exceptional year we were all like really jazzed at the next big years of halloween horror ice and of course 29 was big but you have an anniversary near year next so 30 is right around the corner uh, we were wondering if we we're gonna see an icon come back. We really didn't know. Like I we all had speculation and rumors as always, and like you have dreams and pipe and big pipe dreams. Like I I really just wanted the director to just take over his seat. But that wasn't gonna happen, that's fine. When the spec map started coming in, we got houses like Universal Monsters, The Brides, Mannequin Theater. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Pumpkin Original, and the most notable one, and the one that did not come to the event, Billie Eilish. Um, It was a house that was going to be coming. Wait, what? Yeah, Billie Eilish was rumored because at the time she was portraying herself as – not even that. She was portraying herself as a part of the horror community with her her music videos being more dark and not as uplifting – but with COVID looming over the parks and the closing and then full, not fully reopening, like it, we're still at the partial opening, we had no clue if we were going to see the event at all in any capacity. And then on June 24th, 2020, Universal announced that would we'll be canceling this year of Halloween Horror Nights on both Universal Orlando's coast and on Hollywood's coast. So both coasts said, hey, we're not doing it. We're taking a step back. But don't worry, we'll be back next year with Bigger and Better. But it kind of wasn't the end of Horror Nights for 2020. We, the community, have dubbed it the HHN Light season. I personally I like to call it Light with like a G-I-T because it was during the day. I did not get to stay there towards the nighttime ever. So during that time, we got to see the 2020 Tribute Store, which is different from the 2021 Tribute Store. It um, opened on July 27th and had scenes from Bride of Frankenstein and Jack's Carnival Carnage were the first two and then the on August 21st the day I was literally there it opened up the next two rooms being attic and the Beetleju- a Beetlejuice room the these rooms were fantastic and I was over the moon with everything i saw i was like wow this merchandise is fantastic i i love all of this i'm seeing i cannot wait for 30 because it's going to be such an interesting event if this is what they are just promoting off of the tribute store mm-hmm. and then on september 14th universal announces hey in a couple of days come to universal orlando And experience some seasonal offerings, including two mazes that would have been at our Halloween Horror Nights 30. Those being Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives, and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. These were heavily modified to the point of, like, I almost say both of them were different houses, going from Light to 30. There was plexiglass in front of the actors, and I liked and disliked that um, loud noises in my left ear are not very fun. I have—it uh, it, it just, it, like, amplifies for some reason, and they would hit the glass, like, with their hand, and it, it would be loud in some of those houses because they're plywood, and that's it, pretty much. And
1: not a lot of sound—
0: travel yeah exactly so it but it got me to see these houses and i loved being able to see them i did brighter ring of signs like a dozen times in one day that was
1: the first one i did when i went
0: and then i did revenge of the tooth fairy the next day like a bunch but along with the houses and the tribute store they opened up a bar called the skeleton bar in cafe la bomba it was a themed skeleton bar i it was fun i don't really remember a ton of it Honestly, I think I stopped in like once, I have no pictures, I don't even know if I got a drink, I, I think I did, I think I got the circus peanut, and just because my friend dared me to, and that was pretty bad, honestly. But the big surprise of light was on October 31st, if you arrived at the park, you got to do the Beetlejuice house if you're lucky, they did virtual queue as they have been as they were for hagrid's and they did virtual queue it sold out pretty fast um i was lucky that i had a friend there that was uh, really good at getting in and i got to do beetlejuice on one of the two beetlejuice days i want to say beetlejuice on beetlejuice day was fantastic i adored it so when i talk about it later in the episode please just understand I did love this house once. I was like, wow, <laughs> they can! Ma- they took this for two days. They got a random cast together, and then here we go. I hope they add more actors, and the, that's your the dinner room to scene. About this. I more actors, and I wanted the dinner room scene to be better. And I can say I didn't live up but it was also my first house of the year. So it kind of holds a special place in my heart. But did, did you ever get to go during light or any of that?
1: Uh, no, I had at that point. I had not gone to studios for already the better part of a decade. Last month I was, I think 2013, 2014. Um, and I had only gone to, uh, On an adventure for my friend's birthday in, I think 2018 and 2019 so no light for me
0: um... light was a fun day or a fun couple like trips I took out there it, it was just fun to hang out and just mm-hmm. be able to do horror nights and not have to be like oh my god I'm only here for six hours I have the entire day to do it and they never had weights. like brides and tooth fairy never had a wait so it was always nice to have that um, then light came to a close and spec season began once again did we know if the lineup was going to stay the same did we know if we're losing the two houses we saw because they were making room we didn't know and i think that was kind of fun but then spec maps started coming out and the spec maps pretty much were like hey uh everything's the same minus billy Eilish is creep show we dropped Billie Eilish, which she openly said that she was changing her image, so she was not going to be a part of Halloween Horror Nights. Which basically confirmed, hey, she was coming during 2020,
1: which was like peak popularity for Billie Eilish. By the oh, way. And I uh, agree. If anyone has not is not familiar with pop music, uh, you could not escape Billie Eilish in 2020.
0: But what's crazy is uh we. On Twitter, I I don't have the pictures anymore, but we've seen like cutouts that they would have used inside the houses, and like some of this art looked really cool. Um, I wish we got to see it. Honestly, they had they're supposedly they had a scene where it was a person dressed like Billy above you, with her like like really fleshy, inky, gooey uh bat wings that she has in one of her music videos, kind of like above you coming down at you, and I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. But sadly. Billy was not to be. So that left the shark house in an open state of like flux where we really had no clue what it might be. And it ended up on the third, on uh, 3.0 spec map. It was just called a legendary. And it was the legendary truth symbol in the O, in the, no, in one of the letters. And I was like, cool, we're getting something legendary truth. That's going to be awesome. These scare zones though, those were in changing, I think, almost constantly until we got the dates and or the, the full announcements. Which going down the announcement line on March 5th, Beetlejuice announced he'll be coming back to the event, along with the tagline Never Go Alone. On June seventeenth, Jack the Clown announced that he'll be returning as this year's icon. On July eighth, the Honey and Fail House was announced. On july 15th universal monsters the Bride of Frankenstein lives in texas chainsaw massacre were announced on eight on the same day um and i think something really cool about the universal monsters uh, on brides they filmed the trailer for that house in the house because it was already built yeah on august 5th halloween horror nights icons captured was announced and then on august 12th the remaining houses on, were announced, those being Case Files, Unearthed, Legendary Truth, theater Captive Audience, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, The Wicked Growth, Realm of the Pumpkin, Welcome to Scary, Horror in the Heartland. Along with that, the Scare Zones got announced being Seek and Destroy, Gorewood Forest, Crypt TV, Lights, Cameras, Action, Eddie's Revenge, 30 Years, 30 Fear. Eh, honest to God, When these announcements came out, I was over the moon. And it was because these announcements from Beetlejuice to Jack felt like forever. And it kind of came slowly and then we got everything. And I was like, guys, we're sitting here not having any announcements. But cool. i immediately had a number one house that i was excited for and that was icons i was excited to see the icons all in one house all together lady luck was finally in a house wow i got to see a character that i was like man they forgot about her they never put on her anything and there she is inside of a house um we got an answer to something from a 2020 shirt There was a shirt that had a mysterious guest and it was this person that i thought was a tooth fairy it was not i will say who it was in the house breakdowns but it was just awesome i really liked that we just we got so much during 30 that were just so good along with the scare zones and the houses on august 12th they did announce two shows they announced the return of a marathon of mayhem this one being called Carnage Factory, which played on the Lagoon, and then in the Fear Factor stage, you got to see Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Um, they're fine. I, I I'll just put it out there. I think they're fine. I love the music for Nightmare Fuel. I actually I've listened. Fire show? Yeah.
1: I, I I really liked the fire. Show. I just like fire shit. I
0: uh, yeah. It's just oh. when it's a uh, hundred degrees outside and I'm sitting down to see a show, I really don't want fire. So. I, I, I
1: enjoy Pyrotechnics. It's part of the reason why I like Ramstein. It's just I, I, I enjoyed the show a lot. Also yeah, I, it probably helped that I was pretty I don't want to say drunk, but I had two or um, three beers at the Harry Potter section at that point.
0: It's 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 a good show. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like it. Um I just The original Emberfuel. Fuel uh is something that i only saw a couple times and i had fun with it but it was never my uh it was not the show i wanted it to be i think the sequel that came out last year was a lot better in the way of the visuals of the show the music though is better in the original i think
1: yeah i i will say i uh my friends didn't tell me anything about it other than it was a fire show going in so I had expected the fire show. I didn't expect the the weird BDSM gymnastics. Oh,
0: dude, that's the best part.
1: I, I think the fire is the best part.
0: <laughs> I like looking at pretty people. So um on I August 26th like On August 26th, they opened up the tribute store, which was themed to a haunted house this time, and there was rooms like a foyer, a library, conservatory, and a stable in the stables. And then that kind of led to opening night, which was September 3rd. And the event ran for 39 nights to October 31st. It was a good event. It was, at the time, the most nights they've ever had. Of course, they've been upping it by one every year since. But that kind of gets us to the main event, that being the houses. And... I kind of I put them in order of they are on a map so as you walk in what's the first house you're gonna come upon and that is the bride of Frankenstein lives
1: which is the first one I had done
0: <laughs> yeah so you want to talk about your experience in brides and like what yeah, you remember um, and all that
1: we were in the queue for a bit because we had gone I don't want to say early but we were there for a fucking while you know um so we had gone somewhat early so ever there was a lot of people there. Lines were decently long. We had to wait. Um, and I, I very specifically remember the line being right next to Rip Ride Rocket.
0: Yeah, Music Plaza.
1: Yeah. And waiting to get in, and my friend, who the one who goes, uh, basically every weekend, was telling me that one of her friends was playing the Bride of Frankenstein tonight. Um, so we're doing that, we go in, and I remember looking at it, because you walk in and it's like the Bride of Frankenstein is like above you. Mm-hmm. Screaming her fucking heart out, you know?
0: So did you end up looking, so as you're walking up, you have like the black curtain on your left, and yeah, there's yeah. like the rock work on your right. Do you ever look into the rock work?
1: I did not. I was, I, we only did the house once, so I was kind of just taking everything cursorily. Um, so And that when, the, the one that was screaming up there was my uh my friend's friend
0: cool um so fun fact about that scene in particular the the pre you going into the house you got to see the ending of the movie which the end of the movie is the castle explodes and it all crumbles down but that leads you right into the facade and that facade is breathtaking my first time i saw it during light i was like you're shitting me right there's no way they put a whole fucking like mini castle in here. Which like I've done big houses like that, but like seeing an actor up there and like lifting that beam, it it just hit right. And she screams and that's a monstrous scream. I loved it.
1: Yeah, it was it was a very good uh house. I it is it was not my favorite house of the night. I do remember liking it a lot. Uh the scene where she like lifts up the the rubble or whatever I thought was really cool.
0: That's the, the facade. I really like. Um, it's called. Uh, I think it's called the torture pin scene. I swear, the vampires in the stockade, yes. and there's lightning, and she's shaking. That that scene just beautiful. And in that scene, there's a few things that are like remnants of like, hey, the bride killed people. By killed means, she went and tried to figure out how to get Frankenstein alive before going to the vampires, and you see. Dracula's ring, the Wolfman's cane, and a creature from Black Black Lagoon's skeleton hand. So that means she's killed a creature, Dracula, and or not Dracula, a, a mummy. It was a it was one of the mummy's rings, and
1: I was gonna say if, if she killed Dracula, that's that's something.
0: I mean, <laughs> I want to put a pastor, yeah. but my favorite Girl thing boss. about this I absolutely, and I think one of my favorite like triggers. For this is back away they're mine i literally can i still recite that till this day because of how iconic it is to me when she kicks open that door and says that and stabs the vampire it's so good one of the brides i it just it's iconic to me this house was amazing breathtaking i think it's one of the best stories ever told in horror nights because it from open to close like you have her narration You have, like, the scenes you're physically seeing, the music, everything just fits so well. Mm -hmm. But that leads us to the next scene, or the next house, being Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Did you end up doing this one?
1: No. um, I I didn't do the next few we have on this list. Uh, At this point, we had decided we did the fire show uh, instead, and I don't know, my, my friend had said that uh, she didn't like Tooth Fairy. We didn't do Icons, I don't remember why. She didn't like Heartland. We had <laughs> Instead, we went and we did the Men in Black ride, because we all love the Men in Black ride.
0: I mean, who doesn't?
1: It's such a good ride.
0: So, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they were touting it to be a, an original t- a telling of with the original movie. So, like, I was like, cool, I've seen the original movie a hundred times... And then when I watched, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw on two because I like the second movie. It's a little zany. Let me go ahead and watch it. Boy, oh boy, am I glad I watched two because I hadn't watched in a while. Um, because when I walked into this house, once you get into the house, the first scary you see, minus the chainsaw going on, on your right side, because you start in the gas station and have to walk to the house. So you go through the gas station, you go through like a pig style pen that smells like shit. Like, pig shit um it was great there's some pig head scares so like they had actors with puppets and the pig heads moved it was great i loved the pig pig pen scene but once you got into the house there's a door on your left that opens up and it's chop top his uh cousin brother i don't remember which one it is and it's the guy with the metal plate in his head he was in vietnam and he just a little peace sign and i was like i turned to my friend i said jimmy that's not fucking Chop Top, right? Like I, I just imagined something. He goes, "I think that was Chop Top." I'm like, "Hold up, I gotta go through this again because it was we did stay is this in the screen. same
1: Jimmy we both went to high school with.
0: It was, Oh, yeah. wow." <laughs> and I, I said, "Jimmy, there's no way. There's absolutely no way." So I, we kept going, and then Chop Top appeared again. I'm like, "Holy shit, it's fucking Chop Top, dude! It is motherfucking Chop Top. I'm so excited!" and I, I think I lived off the Chop Top High the rest of the season because <laughs> every time I walked through I was like, I'm here for Chop Top and Chop Top, top only. Don't I don't care. I don't like Bubba. I, I like Chop Top. And like when you went to his bedroom, his bedroom was like all these psychedelics and everything. And I'm like, Oh, this this guy's sick. It's like it was very it was a very nice bridging of the stories in a way. It yeah. Like and it was fun. Um a lot of chainsaws. Um I I'm glad the actors finally got gloves because I heard on opening weekend they didn't have their gloves so they were just like shredding their palms up uh revving the chainsaws up. Uh the next one is Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Um I I don't know what to say about this house minus that it, it, it's iconic in its own little perfect paradise way of like they've wanted to make it for so long and they finally got to and when they finally got to it was fun. I just wish it was not at a year where COVID was still a thing, yeah. because this house, you could tell they wanted to be in your face, and they couldn't be in your face, so they had to make do with the best they could. The story, I think, is super funny. Um, Little shithead James is like, yo, bro, I want to keep my tooth, and tooth fairies are like, no, I'm going to kill your entire family now. Give me your fucking tooth and become one of us. And they literally murder the entire family and do that. It It's a really cut, cookie cut, simple. But I like the gore in it. It was super gory. Um, The like opening facade area, like the book, page book that was moving pieces and everything. Beautiful. Fantastic. The audio that played where it told you like, hey, James Thorne is this little bitch that fucking wouldn't give up his tooth. Gloved it. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not my favorite house at all of this event. I think it's because I saw it so much during light, though. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Not used to it. Exactly. Halloween Horror Nights icons captured. Um, I have a lantern. Like Fear's lantern is sitting on my desk because of how much I love the icons. It is wonderful and i love them and stepping foot inside of the lantern was a dream i finally got to do and i remember the first time i went through this it was after i was on opening night and it was pouring down rain all of opening night and i was it was freezing going to this soundstage, stage and i truly forgot about that the fact I was freezing cold. And that I was literally here. Walking into the lantern and the first scene is the caretaker is here and your time is now and you hear shears click and I had the biggest smile. From beginning to end, every time I walked this house. You got to see everybody, the director. Chance, Lady Luck storyteller. And not only do they make them interesting and talk about like, hey, in the in fear scene, the people wearing the t shirts, those were the shirts from the year that Fear was around. Um then you have the year when director, when you're walking up into his room, it's the Bathtub and in the person inside the bathtub is wearing his t-shirt or his shirt from his year It's like he's killing his own people from their years and I love that about them The little note of like the director filming the ushers hanging because he likes to film the moment of death is Brilliant storytelling and I mean the usher I, I still have let's go to the lobby stuck in my head and then you... I think the finale is the most beautiful finale scene. I've seen everything pre- thir- like like up to 30 because in 31 there's a house that blows any visuals out of their water in my eyes. But it just... It captured exactly what it needed to in a literal sense and phys- physical physical sense. Like I adored icons. And... I'm so glad. I, I didn't even know James Keaton was going to be going on to the throne when he did on closing night. I I was like, okay, I'm gonna go walk through icons real quick, and I saw Cash Change come in front of me, and then I heard the megaphone and James Keaton's Jack's voice hits over the loudspeaker, over the megaphone, and he says, "I'm the I'm the uh, king of the lantern now," and I was like, "No way!" And I got to literally walk through. With James, Key, and Jack on the throne. I'm kind of mad that it wasn't the director for my final time. But I got to see everybody on the throne. And I think them just progressing storylines. Like, storyteller. And seeing her demon form was super cool. Never imagined that in my entire fucking life. Like, I thought they threw away the idea that she demon a demon way back in the day. Like, down the drain. Because, yeah. um, The yeah, icons was... Amazing, I loved it, and I hope we get a house like it every five years. It, it might not be amazing, but it was exactly what I needed to feel comfortable again at horror nights. Um, you said you didn't get to do icons, right?
1: I did not do icons. Um, yeah. oddly enough, I the one I cannot remember because our next on the list here is uh, Horror in the Heartland. I cannot remember if I did that one. Um. I know what it is. I'm looking up photos now. I cannot remember if I did this one. Because it it does... And I remember remarking at the time, it it felt very similar to... um, Motel Hell at Howl of Screen. I can see that. And... I I remember remarking on that. I just... I cannot remember if I had... Gone through this one. Huh. Funny.
0: But yeah. um, Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. Um... This house was homecoming to a T. Um, it was my third house of, the, of opening night. And I am so glad it was because I got to do it to a point where I was like, okay, I did Beetlejuice right away. Like, it was Beetlejuice was what my, my friend Jimmy wanted to do right away. And then it was like, let's go do puppet theater. Well... We were part of the poor, unfortunate souls where we couldn't leave Puppet Theater because it was flooded down there oh in boy. the at the tents. But when the flooding finally went away, they're like, hey, you can go to Carrie. So we went and did scary, and I am glad we did. Because walking in and seeing the Shulkers and then seeing the vampires from Hive... And then seeing Dead and the Wyandotte State, I was like, I'm back in, like, my childhood in a weird way. And then the crazy thing happened is we went into the schoolhouse and I see Cindy and my smile goes wide. And then I realize, oh, it's HR Blood and Guts. Awesome. I love Mr. HR Blood and Guts. And then he says his i am hr blood and guts and i was like awesome i loved you i loved your trigger and you're great i hate your mask i wish you were disappointed on face person but i understand why we're not and then we walk into meeting meets and jimmy turns around to see me sobbing my eyes out (laughs) (laughs) because samuel meats hit the trigger at the right moment and i went to that meat locker and i was gone the rest of the house i was like i don't care that was the highlight of the entire year for me it truthfully wasn't but at that time it could have been it it was it was a homecoming every time i went it was home in a weird way um a demented home but it was home uh, next up is Wicked Growth, Rumble the Pumpkin.
1: This one I definitely did.
0: Yeah, what did you think about it?
1: Oh, I loved it. Um, uh, just I don't know the theming of it. I just adored Halloween. Um, Halloween. It just it, it was it felt like yes this is a this is a Halloween house about Halloween. You know, um, walking up, seeing all the 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 pumpkins were with all the little faces on them were delightful. Little boo, uh, little boo. I, my friend had actually pointed out that one, uh, but it's just—it it was fun. I don't know what else there's to say. The walking and seeing all the pumpkins was like, uh, it, you know what you were getting into. It's traditional Halloween spooks. Yeah. And you walk in, and the the theming is insane. Just it looks like like you walk in, and it's. Uh, I think this one was in a tent, if I recall.
0: Yeah, it was tent 2.
1: Tent. Yeah. And it looks like they stuffed whole ass buildings in this tent.
0: I mean, they practically did. Practically um,
1: did, yeah. But it like it looks like more than it is. They they f- flesh out this whole town or whatever it is excellently. Uh, you got your little your your pumpkin beasts. You got these weird little goblin looking dudes. It's it's Halloween, man. <laughs> it's 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 the witch. horror.
0: The witches scene is the
1: witches, dope.
0: Get back in there, you ingredient! Like, I it's funny, it demented funny, absolutely. Yeah. I think this, I think this house was
1: it's schlocky Halloween horror, which is my favorite thing. You
0: uh, know, what's funny. I did
1: love the giant, like, pumpkin head with like the rotting jaw and everything that kind of swing yeah, out at you. The,
0: the, love that thing, I love those. Um, but yeah, this house. Man, the energy these actors had, I don't know what they were doing. Like, yeah. everybody there, I mean, like, from Open to start, like, from your operations to the actors, they were killing this house. This house was wonderful. Every single night, after second week, this was the second house I did. I started yeah. with Scary, and then I went to Wicked, and then I went to Puppet Theater. I did Bing, Bing, Boom, and my night, it was started off with... Adrenaline, because I was alone usually, or leading the charge into Wicked Growth. And I,
1: I usually had a friend who's a a bit of a scaredy cat. They uh, tend to jump when they play Pac Man, you know. Uh, So I had to, I didn't, I never took up the rear. I had to be like slightly in front of them and kind of just block them from some of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, And I think Wicked Growth is where I started doing that. I think I took up the rear with. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. And then, did you? No, we, we did we did case files before we did Wicked Growth. So I was kind of take I was second from the last, kind of keeping my my scaredy cat friend, uh, in check there. But I was doing that throughout Wicked Growth, and I almost got distracted, like almost let them get kind of scared of things because I was engrossed by this house. I ad- I adore it. It's fun. It's schlocky, and I hope it comes back sometime.
0: I hope it comes back in a form. I don't want yeah, it yeah. exactly. No, um, yeah, just an evolution of the house. I mean, we got to do. see... We got to see Pumpkin Lord last year. He came back as the icon uh, in, in his own way. But my favorite thing for this house was walking in, and, like, while I'm in line, I'll ta- talk to people in front of me and behind me, right? Well, there's this time, there's this couple, they're, like, maybe 16, 17. Oh, and God. I'm wearing, like, my full horror night shirt i'm wearing my hat and they're like have you been through this house i said yeah a couple times not telling them i've been through over 50 times at that point <laughs> and you have the lattice fence on you immediately you have the lattice fence scene where it's like the lattice fence on your left side and the guy on your right is in the windows yeah. and he's he's pointing at this couple behind me and i'm smiling and i'm just walking through and the lattice fence guy comes out this girl like is in the fetal position on the ground the guy is like dragging her and then he uh the guy that was on the left side that's in the window, so he has a scare on the outside of the house and he comes out and scares them and the guy pushes him into me and i'm like bro i'm just trying to enjoy my house we're gonna see some scarecrows next come on let's go <laughs> And yeah. that lattice fence scene, I, I, I generally got, like, my shit wrecked in opening night. I, I didn't expect it. I didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, he was just there. I'm like, oh my fucking hell.
1: It's, it's a fun house, man. It's fun.
0: It's, the, uh... Is it particularly
1: not, scary? I wouldn't say so. But then again, I don't, like I said, I don't scare so much. I
0: think this is the scariest house at that at, the, at okay. this year. Um, by far. Uh, minus one scene, one scare inside puppet theater. But...
1: It was just it's
0: fun, you know. It was pure fun. I I loved this house, um, from beginning to end. Every time I went through it, um, I love Pumpkin Lord. I loved his like burp that he did because he was eating yeah. the head. <laughs> yeah. Um, that finale, like I've ran had to run through that finale because I'm like I can't see through this fog. I'm scared of getting scared. <laughs> um, oh,
1: that fog was heavy.
0: Yeah, in his scene especially. Um, yeah. I love the witch's scene. As I said, uh. I didn't know there was a guy in the roof in the Scarecrow scene for probably until midway through the event when I finally took my hat off because I was going in at night and I was like, holy shit, there's a person in the roof. What? Yeah. And there was a guy like slanted down the roof and he reaches down towards you he was just in the Scarecrow scene. I was like, I didn't know you were there for how yeah, long? I,
1: I don't think I knew he was there at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, he, uh, I don't know, he had an attendant like right in front of him so like, I bet you got hit a few times, but... Uh, the next one up is Puppeteer, Captive Audience.
1: Uh, this is not one that I did.
0: You did not? No. Okay. So Puppeteer. Theater... I think
1: I did the four... I, I don't think I ended... Another yeah, thing, but I don't think I did scary. I think the four I did were Bride of Frankenstein, Wicked Growth, Beetlejuice, and then Case Files, because we did Case Files three times.
0: Okay. <laughs> Instead good. of
1: going to see the rest, we just did Case Files a bunch.
0: I mean, good. Yeah. Uh, Puppet Theater was beautifully gory, if I could put it into a couple words, because it was gory, for sure. It was definitely the gore house, I think, this, of that year, next to Tooth Fairy, and I I still don't know how they put some of those sets inside of the, uh, the tents, because like how you said there was a house inside of wicked growth they put a whole s like theater like scene where there's an actor in, like a balcony and there is like behind you is the, or to the side of you is the curtain and the stage and the rest of it is like seats and actors are coming out of the seats at you it, great wonderful and until last year i was like there's no way they're ever putting something so big inside of a, a parade building and then they put a subway in it so i mean
1: (laughs) these guys gotta have some (sighs) doctor who ass technology or something
0: the, the tents are are the tardis yeah and i i i like this house a lot it has as i said um one of the best scares of 30 i think honestly was the dressing room where it's the lights and it's a bunch of dressing room mirrors and you think they're all mirrors besides the last one isn't that one is a like a door or a window so the actor can lunge out at you and i would watch people get scared by that and i heard one of my good friend's brother he was like talking shit like all the car ride out there he's like i'm not scared of anything no one's ever gonna scare me their first house was puppet theater and i'm leading the charge and it's me my friend his girlfriend and then his brother and i hear uh his brother scream and I hear, Keith, Keith, I want out of here. I'm like, well, this is just beginning, buddy.
1: You don't get to leave yet.
0: No, it was great. I, I absolutely loved that that scene. I liked uh, the wardrobe. They're in the wardrobe segment because you're in a, like a Victorian-age theater. The wardrobe had clothes as an actor. So, like, the actor was wearing a bunch of clothes and blending into the wardrobe, and he would come out at you. And, like, I... I always love that. Um, scared
1: by clothes,
0: I, it worked. I've seen a lot of people get scared by that. Yeah. Um. It again, it was just a good house. Um. Wonderful storytelling of always being able to see the curtain. I love that. Like ninety percent of the scenes, you could see the curtain in some way, shape, or form. That deep red curtain. Um. Another house that I just know triggers from because I've just they're iconic to my brain. Like um. I'm rehearsing. I I just hear it in my head all the time, and like, it's insane that there's some some triggers that just last with you forever. And it's just, I think it's a solid house. Um, The Haunting of Hell House. I honestly don't have much to say. It's The Haunting of Hell House, like the Netflix TV show. I've heard. I heard
1: the house wasn't good. That's why we didn't, uh, go. I think. I think this was the one we decided to go on Men in Black instead.
0: So it's a fine house. I personally, I love the show too much and I think they did the show dirty. I think the facade is one of the most beautiful and immaculate facades out there because it was Hill House. But the problem with it is the house as a whole, they said you would not be seeing the characters in their press release. Well, the first thing you do is see one of two characters and i'm like oh i don't like that i didn't want to see the characters i just wanted to experience hill house attacking me all the ghosts attacking me the bent neck lady the tall man and all the other ghosts that are inhabiting hill house uh beetlejuice
1: beetlejuice beetlejuice beetlejuice
0: is a house that that... i wish michael keaton come on Ugh.
1: dude i i love this movie i love this movie not just the house i oh i adore the who movie Who doesn't like beetlejuice it's i i hesitate to call it a horror movie it's more of a comedy but it's
0: i would think it's a horror comedy yeah. i definitely think it has horrifying scenes like him when he takes off his face and then it's all the bugs yeah. and shit yeah that's but pretty just,
1: oh my god it's such a movie man <laughs> it's fun yeah
0: and I wish I could say this house was fun.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I liked it, um, but that's just because I, I mean, going less from a, you know, Horror Nights perspective and more from a uh, just a guy who likes Beetlejuice. I liked the way that it portrayed the, the stuff from the movie. Uh, I really typically I don't like uh, heckler characters, you know, at SeaWorld whenever I go to the uh. uh Sea Lion show. I always go through the back entrance because i I don't want to get made fun of by the mime. I'm in, I'm a sensitive guy, but I mean it, they're fun to watch. But the the guy they had playing Beetlejuice, whoever. I mean, obviously it's different people all the time, but it was mm-hmm. just it was funny, you know.
0: Yeah, fun um, to watch. Just
1: see Beetlejuice yelling at people. Um, he can
0: definitely be good in bad. I've had times yeah. where he was uh, not so stellar, and sometimes where he was great. I I it truly depends, um, unlike yeah. somebody in Case Files, who was also Mike, who I think was always spot on. I absolutely adored them. Open to start every time I ever saw them. Um, um,
1: um, my, my friend who I, I had mentioned, my friend who goes all the time, went as Lydia and her friend went as Beetlejuice. Um, and they got in the line in the Beetlejuice heckler. And this is a story she told me. I, I assume it's true. <laughs> the Beetlejuice heckler looking at me went, holy shit, that's me. And I, I, just, I think that's a fun thing to hear from a Beetlejuice actor, you know. Yeah, it fits for the character.
0: I, I have commonly said that one of my favorite things about the Beetlejuice house was Lydia. Um, I don't remember her name, but it was an actress who played Lydia, who also played in Spirits of the Coven last year she came out and she did her i too am strange and unusual and i don't know how she did like without being able to see her mouth i could tell you she was mouthing it and like the way she was moving was wonderful and i went through a couple times uh this is my least on house i i truthfully after like midway through the event i'm like i'm not waiting in line for that it's not worth my time
1: it it had started raining when we were waiting in line, which was fun because the queue was entirely outdoors. Yep, um, I know that too well. It was funny because we because it started raining, and we've got this giant portrait of Beetlejuice on the side of a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did love that portrait. I thought that looked awesome.
0: Yeah, I have a shirt with that like art style because yeah. uh, during 2020 they the sold a the shirt. Did the
1: whole noodle arms thing in the house itself, I I really liked.
0: Uh Yeah, I don't like that back half at all. Like, I think once you... I think
1: that's the part I liked.
0: <laughs> once you go back into the attic, the house goes downhill for me. Like, completely. Like, you go into the attic, you go into the underworld, and you come back out. Once you come back out, I think the house is all just... It's gray walls with very minimalistic theming. um, And then the the... The dining scene is... The dinner scene is just so bad. I don't get it. Why? Why? Why did you not have it good? It's the dinner scene. All you have to do is put like two actors and have them do the dance, and you're good.
1: Come and wanna go home.
0: But no, they couldn't do that. But it was always fun seeing people dance to that scene. I'll say that much.
1: I, I don't think. The one time I went, you know, people were always grooving going through that part.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, On to, I think one of the most amazing houses I've ever made um case files uh, on earth the one that truth. i
1: did three times rather than go through the other houses
0: dude it's so good it was so good um, um
1: this house speaks for itself man like i don't even know if there's anything we can say to do it justice it was awesome
0: i bet you i could tell you something you never knew about it
1: uh let's see if you haven't told me about it already
0: Oh, I don't really talk about that often. So uh, the time clock where you walk in, it has like it's like um, something 6 o'clock. Um, oh, October 25th or 31st or whatever, 6 o'clock. It was the opening night of, or like opening time for Halloween Horror Nights on the opening night of the original Halloween Horror Nights on Friday nights. Oh, shit. And then the final scene, you go in and it's midnight at that same time. That is the closing time for that Halloween Horror Nights. So therefore, technically, Tim... Tim Foyle, the motherfucker, caused Halloween Horror Nights to exist. <laughs> like that, in my in my headcanon, he opened, he messed with the totems and then caused Horror Nights to exist. And that's what, like, I love about Case Files, is it really just told such a great story in every way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, I'm also just a sucker for, like, Detective aesthetics. The know. no we're detectives.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have a well, favorite scene?
1: The one that stuck with me was the one with like the, the guy with like the lights coming out of his face.
0: Oh that's that's the final the finale scene. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's Tim Foyle, yeah. So yeah. I I, love... I like
1: the whole thing. I like the one with the actor with coming out like shooting something and then saying like we need to go or whatever it was. Yeah, um I like that a lot, but the scene with the guy with the fucking lights coming out of his face really stuck with me. I thought that was awesome.
0: So, I have
1: And then the bar or the scene with the, the singer was always The
0: Kitty Cat Club is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um I I don't know if there's enough for me to say. I love every scene but I love every scene every scene ties to a legion of horror so that was my little nerdness I was like oh my god that's a creature that's from the the legion of horror oh my god their totem is the fucking totems from the legion of horror and then of course you get to see boris Schuster, the one good guy that howling hornets has ever had in the lore and I thought we would never see him again because technically he disappeared fighting bloody mary and who knows if we'll ever see him again i gotta see him again though and that's what mattered to me to the point where like i got to physically just interact with these bosses so much and i this house means more to me than i think any house ever will it's wonderful and my personal favorite scene will always be Boris's office when he comes around the, uh, the corner and shoots the ghoul and says, You brought the ugly, and I'm bringing the lead. I will yeah, always that's the, that adore scene was that line, and I will always adore that scene. Of course, Madame Marie inside the Kitty Cat Club, I, every time I got to interact with her, it was so much fun. Um And I closed this one out with a a group of friends of mine. And I was handed by one of the mannequins. I was handed a small plastic spider. And I was um, ugly crying, to say the least, (laughs) through my final time. And it got to the point where I got to the end of the basement scene with the creatures and one of them said hey stop turn around and hug me and I went what And Then like I was like okay and I got a hug the big yeti creature and I was sitting there sobbing into this costume <laughs> and I'm like I'm sorry he was dude you're fine I'm gonna miss you and I'm like dude I'm gonna miss everybody here and I just generally case files has hit a point in my life where it means more to me than more than just a house it was Connecting me back with the community, because I got away from being with the community of having Horror Nights, and I got to meet... Um, ...Cryptoguts, Sterling, um, and my friend Jordan, and more, Erica, who did an amazing job last year scare acting, and Case Files really became the root of... ...my love for Horror Nights again, and I think without horror, Case Files, I would not love Horror Nights as much as I do now, still. Because it really did reset my time, of like, yeah, there's some shitty people in this community, but there is some really shining stars, and well, they they damn well are here. Just you get to look and find your weird nerd friends, and that felt really good to me. Um, and there's one other area of the of the event that made me feel that way. Um, but that's inside the zones, so. Let's go ahead and go to the zones, I guess.
1: Yeah. Frankly, I don't, I don't remember much of the zones. Oh, that, I don't blame you
0: for there. really not remembering them because they're pretty forgettable as scare zones go. I think two of them kind of stand out in my brain, but it's because the two. one I
1: really like, which I'll touch on that when we get there, but, uh, yeah, but the rest uh, of them I do not remember <laughs> at all.
0: 30 years, 30 fears. If Beetlejuice did not get proposed to, inside the zone and i was not a guest walking by going hey is that beetle Jess?" i probably would tell you i and it wasn't against case files q i probably would forget this this existed um this is a zone i probably spent the least amount of time into while also spending the most amount of time in because i spent time in it while for in queue for case files <laughs> yeah. i it were like doing my circle because i would walk uh i would leave case files and if that area was open i would double back through that way if not i would have to walk all the, all the way through action. but i there's times where i did case files uh i did it 70 times in one night so uh i, I did case files a lot um in like i liked like the I like the idea of what they did, besides I don't like the implementation, and I agree with Dakota when he says that there's too many anniversary zones inside the anniversary area, like why did you not just put 30 years in action in the same area and then maybe put 30 years, change it to something different. Uh, Seek and Destroy. Uh, This was like the Alien-ish one, Um, I like this one because I had some good interactions with the controller. And I also had two friends that were actors in this zone. Um and they always would pick peek on uh, pick on me. But other than that, um and I would kind of listen to it, like sit and like watch and take pictures while eating fried PB and J's. Yeah. That's pretty much my extent of Seeking Destroy Crypt T V, uh I can skip over this. I think it's the most useless scare zone that's ever um, existed.
1: There was well, well... <laughs> I do have a funny story about this one. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Crypt TV because I don't think it was uh, Eddie's Revenge. and It definitely wasn't Gorewood. But when I had went, I had my – I I have a very nice pair of sunglasses. I have – I collect nice sunglasses like Ray-Bans and stuff, you know. I've got like seven or eight pairs. Um, And obviously I was out all day the day before. I didn't have time to run to the hotel, put my sunglasses up. So I had my my sunglasses – uh, dangling on my shirt, you know, had the ear tucked in the shirt.
0: hmm
1: And we're walking through, I'm pretty sure it was Crypt TV. And one of the scare actors walks up to me. He's in a mask. I don't remember much of any of it. I don't remember what the guy looked like, but I just remember what he did. And he mimes, and he forces me, before I can go anywhere, he forces me to put the sunglasses on because they were sitting on my chest. And I don't know what it is, so I just put the sunglasses on and I do, like, finger guns at him. Mm-hmm. And the guy just nods and walks away. And I'm like, I, I don't know what that was, but that was one of my favorite encounters in a theme park.
0: That, yeah, there's a lot of little encounters like that um, that just make Halloween Horror Nights what it is to me. Um, but yeah, Crypt TV, I think, is the most skippable. Like, I, you... It's
1: a YouTube I, channel or something, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a YouTube channel run by uh, the, the company Crypt TV. Uh, they like NFTs, so screw them.
1: Oh, um, ew, ew.
0: I came out after the event so uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and skip over the Crypt TV bullshit and go to Gorewood uh, I was really excited for this zone um, I
1: fucking love this one, That's the one I said I like I really like this one, I thought it was dope
0: I I love the story of Terra Corentis I love the story of the Terra Queen, I love that they continue the story and uh, changed it up a bit, a bit. Um, I loved the baby um, everything, just everything about it, like it was so good I thought
1: it was cool, it looked dope <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's the trees. The trees always do it yeah. for me. Um, I Spooky think last trees
1: is one of my favorite aesthetics.
0: Last year during thirty one, they had scarecrow, the re, uh, scarecrow, cursed soil there, and it, they built, they built a barn in a like a weather vine, and there was a truck out front, and a bunch of corn. It was really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, but Gorewood, uh, I vividly remember opening night. We were standing in Central Park for Stay and Scream. And you could see the fog start to puff up. The music starts kicking on. And you could hear the motorbikes from back in uh, Terra Cointes going on. And I was like, "Nowhere are they gonna come out?" Because I I don't know why I thought like that was the dumb coming out in motorbikes but it wasn't um, obviously it was like 30 minutes before the act- actors actually came out actually it was probably longer than that because the rain but I loved pretty much everything about Gorewood minus one thing where were my body collectors I want my body collectors they were so cool and we just didn't get them because they're part of Terra Quintus, and why did we not get them but other than Cowardous. that, um, other than that, I liked Gorewood a lot. Um, I liked that Yelmouth was dying every single like 15 minutes because Terror Queen is a bad bitch and deserves no man. Um, but on the light skimmer's action, my favorite scare zone by far of this year. This the one right um, at
1: the entrance, right?
0: Uh, if you were to enter and not go straight, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like enter and take a right into Hollywood. Yes, it's in the Hollywood zone. Um, I had Eddie. Eddie's a good boy. He just wants to make a horror movie. He was making a horror movie. I was happy for him. (laughs) Um, But I like seeing my vamp uh, characters again. I like seeing the Dead Man... Dead Man's wharf characters again. I like seeing Invasion, Intrigues and Foons, and the Chainsaw People. Yeah, it's a bunch of... A bunch of characters that i liked to see again and i felt very um at home and like i really did hang out here very often um this was my home zone for thirty. i tend to pick hollywood as my home zone because there's a lot more benches to sit down and less people um but yeah i i generally just adored the zone um the slowed down hollywood music mind chilling still um I, I do think that this is a wonderful zone, and honestly, I miss it more and more every kind of, like, time I think about it. I'm like, man, I really do wish I could just sit down and watch the tricks and Foons and Eddie's goons just walk around and scare people, and then Jack would come up on stage. I love seeing Jack on stage. Um, 30 was a fun year, but... I I wanted to do this um, as a posterity sake because my list has changed a little bit. I want to re rank my houses and my zones. Uh, Luke, do you have a ranking?
1: Uh, well, you know, I only went on four. Um, it, it feels unfair to rank it because they were all all the four that I went on. I really liked. Um, yeah. But just case files all i can say is case files stood head and shoulders above the rest that case files was awesome
0: i will say i don't one. think i do not think case files is the best house at the at 30 but i think it it means too much to for to me for me not to put it, was, it as it was, number 1
1: it was my favorite by far of the four i went on just aesthetically etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. craftsmanship all that it just it was dope that's yeah. all I, all i need to say
0: um, but I'm gonna quickly go through this. Uh, my number ten was Beetlejuice. My number nine is Hill House. My number eight is Tooth Fairy. My number six or seven is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My number six is Brides. My number five is Icons. My number four is Puppet Theater. My number three is Rake Growth. My number two is Scary. And number one is Case Files. And then Zones is Crypt TV. Thirty Years, Thirty Fears. So you can destroy Gorwood and Action. And I think with that, I think it brings it to the close. Yeah, I think, I think we can. We're
1: wrapped, we, we're, we've wrapped up all we got to say.
0: Yeah. So with that, as always, you can find us at Pod from the Fog anywhere your podcast may be found, and on Twitter. The Instagram should be live somewhat soon. We're kind of getting everything figured out. Um i would like to just welcome my wonderful girlfriend on to just be like hey thank you for taking care of social media for us as she is now on board taking care of social media for us for the foreseeable future so uh thanks sarah and honestly uh thank you luke for hanging out every single week and sitting down with me and talking about weird nerd things like theme parks and haunts um with that thank you listeners whoever you are And let's get out of here and catch you all next time.
1: See you all on the flip side.